0: melding solo guitar who like likes that start off a good old show hey guys welcome to the kfo show kayak fishing obsessed my name is darren i'm your host and you can find me at wendell fishing on facebook twitter instagram and all the other things out there as well but hey i'm excited guys i got some good news for you um the good news is i turned this bad boy into a podcast afterwards so if you're unable to find it on like uh, or don't have time or you're driving or doing a workout you can find that at kayak fishing obsessed and we kind of jumped a milestone everybody this past uh, week. So in the podcast world, um, the average length of a podcast when it comes to episodes is seven episodes before it fizzles out. And this is number eight. So take that averages. Also um, in in podcast world, if you get more than 30 listens an episode, you're in the top 50% of podcasts in the world and we're averaging 35. So what's up? I know we're like, okay, that's like small numbers of what we see over here on YouTube. But uh, hey, podcast world, that's exciting. So for those of you listening over there, thank you so much. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, usrivermaps.com makes this all possible. If you guys look over my shoulder here, I can see a state of Ohio. And if you really get up really close to it, you'd be able to see that it is in detail, every single stream and river in Ohio. And if you head over to usrivermaps.com, they have them for every single state and Got a code for you. Get thirty-five dollars off through the end of the year. So, thank you, Jeff. Jeff is one of those listeners probably getting on again tonight. So, Jeff, thanks for bringing some value to the show. But, guys, I am pumped tonight because I've got fishing with Gramps, JT. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing?
1: Man, I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at that knucklehead hat you got going on there. Uh, I I just saw uh, Chad post that they're available like yesterday. How do you have one?
1: Well, we had a charity event here in Indiana and Sam Jones, who actually works for KBF for Chad, he does like all the graphics, the website design and all that. Last month, he had an event called the Turkey Bowl, raising money for and food for those in need, those hungry families out there. And nice. after the event was all said and done, we had a big you know, dinner in a, in a really nice place. And this, the KBF donated some of these as prizes. And I was one of the early ones chosen for a prize. So, as soon as I as soon as I heard my name, I made a beeline for the table and went for the hat. They had some hoodies and T-shirts and all that, but I'm a hat kind of guy. I probably got a, a stack of hats back there, and you know what rack up over here, and then over here is another stack of hats, and then behind that there's probably five or six more. I love me some hats so pretty yeah. much every live stream i try to mix it up a little bit but yeah i got a little collection back there but yeah i had to have had to have this one
0: it looks way too new it needs like a season of salt and sweat and yes <laughs> bleaching to make that thing look legit but hey love it hey yeah, uh, you know what uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand thank you for coming on i mean i've i've been watching your videos for months but this is the first time we've ever spoken so thanks for your time guys this is an interactive show if you got questions um, go ahead and write like question before you have a question because sometimes the comments you everyone you kind of go off into your own conversations. I'm not sure what's the question and what you guys are talking back and forth sometimes because I'm moderating it all. But if you got a question for JT or myself, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking those from time to time and we'll get those we'll get those answered. But JT, tell me about this. I saw on on went way back like we're going like history lesson here in your channel. Um, eight years ago, you caught your first kayak bass, yep. and here we are today. Tell me about the journey <laughs> from that to now, which you're like obsessed.
1: Well, it's, it's so funny because back then, um, I work on a Navy base and it's funny cause have an army guy who works on a Navy base. And so what I do is I'm a cybersecurity officer and on this installation, it's a federal installation. So once I started fishing there, I was like, man, I don't want to go anywhere else. This, this lake on the lower end of it, it's really skinny water. And it's, it was, you know, damned, up, but it's like every time I go three pounders, four pounders, mm. five pounders, mm. and as you know, being here in the Midwest, I oh. mean, that's, you, you have days like that. It's amazing. <laughs> and so there was this eight pound bass in this lake that I've been chasing for years. Turns out this Navy SEAL who was coming to a class that was on the installation, he had heard about the place and he would go to the marina at the bigger lake, get a kayak because they would get him for free. He would strap them on his rental car and drive down to this other bass. This dude, now again, Minnesota angler. I mean, he had his stuff dialed in. He managed to catch, catch this eight pound bass and got pictures of it. So that we could actually confirm that this giant was in there. Jeez. Years, sometime later, one of the guys that fishes the bass tournaments in the bigger lake had managed to catch that bass and moved it up to the bigger lake because it shows up in pictures every now and then, okay. but the lower lake, we used to fish the upper lake, but it was super clear. And I had a, a low, a 16 foot low, you know, 40 horse Johnson on it. And that's what me and the boys would fish but it was tough fishing because the water was crystal clear. Well, we went down once and, you know, heard about this other lake and we tried putting the boat in there. It was a real pain. Water was too skinny. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get some kayaks. And so those old videos, I mean, that was me and my sons back in their teenage years when we just had, you know, the old blue and red kayaks from Wally World and would throw them in the back of the truck and, you know, go down and chase those bass. And then once we kind of like, oh, this is awesome. I upgraded, you know, because I needed something to support me a little more. And uh, I got me like a little... I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a sun dolphin, but it was just, you know, a little better. And, uh, uh we would just go down there all summer and just, just, I wouldn't fish anywhere else after that. Right. Um, that I found Mecca and it was, you know, it was beautiful. <laughs> and, and you I know, just, she was in there. Do you ever get a hold of her? But it was weird because back then I wasn't thinking about YouTube for YouTubing. I was just capturing, you know, back in the day, you can have hunting videos and, and I used to be big in a competitive pistol shooting. And so I had a bunch of, you know, shooting videos and this and that. Well, those, these, the fishing videos are kind of buried along the bottom of all that, you right. decided that they didn't like all that other kind of content, <laughs> you know, kind of just, it kind of just disappeared from the channel, but it was, but it was for us, it was, I've always loved bass fishing. I mean, I grew up here in, in Indiana after my dad got out of the army and, you know, in the creeks, in the, in the white river that run through here. But, you know, when we started fishing, there was no place else I'd want to fish. I mean, right. that me started my whole passion for kayak fishing and I never, ever realized that there were that many other people, you know, 10 years later, out fishing in kayak tournaments and and that the sport had blown up so much because we were basically just sitting down there fishing in our pond
0: this whole time. <laughs> so to fish on a military installation, now obviously you had the end. but I, I, I watched a video recently where someone is magnet fishing like off the side of the road and they got in trouble because it technically it was a military installation and they got tickets, which was kind of crazy to think about. But in the video, it made it sound like as they were auditing the video that it is possible to get permission. You just got to go through the right channels to do that. Is that still the case? Well, like in our installation,
1: we have, you have to be a government employee or military that, that works on the installation mm-hmm. or somebody who's retired from there. And you can buy a, basically just buy a permit to fish on the base as long as you've gone out and bought your state permit, you know, right. fishing license. So there's, there's limitations where we are because where I work, we make manufacturer, um, um, munitions to support our military. So we have to be careful in areas that we're at, but they have these, what they call MWR areas, which is, you know, recreational. So they've carved out some of these spaces for us to go out and use the, the obvious natural resources that we have available to us. And right. for the longest time, I really didn't use them as much because I was big into deer hunting and there's monster bucks on that base as well. So. You know, it was just kind of one of those things, but once we started pulling out those threes, fours, and fives and the occasional six, uh, there was nothing else I wanted to do.
0: <laughs> it's hard to go, hard to do anything else. Yep. Uh, so tell me, tell me the journey of, um, your <laughs> sun dolphin or equivalent. I actually have a sun dolphin hanging. It's my buddy kayak. I literally found it in a river and, um, I, you know, told the police about it and no, obviously no one came to claim it. It's a sun dolphin, a river Ten. Um, so <laughs> I have it as my buddy kayak. So tell me the yep. journey from that into what I believe you have is an old town autopilot. Is that correct? Yep. So what was I, the I actually now? started,
1: I actually started, um, after that one, um, I fished out of that thing for a long time, but there was a time and a period where I kind of took a break from fishing when I was working on my master's degree. So, um, you know, I was, I was kind of away from the water doing a lot of things, but that married me to a chair even longer. And I ended up putting on more pounds. So I realized later on when I was trying to get back in that same kayak after, you know, putting on a little too much beef, um, that it wasn't safe, you know, and, um, so I started looking into what can I get into that would support my kind of weight, my, you know, I've got bum knees and bad back from my, my army days, but I, I went to our local, um, I think it was a Dick's and they sell the old town top water. Okay. And I was like, man, this thing is not bad. And it was either, it was either Dick's or, uh, or Dunham's it might've been Dick's, but I was like, okay, so here's this, this old town top water and it's, it's a pretty small kayak, 10 foot six. I was like, man, I can stick that in the back of my truck. It should be pretty easy for me and my age to load and unload. Right. And you know, it was pretty wide, and the weight capacity was, you know, pushing probably, I think you can, you know, like four hundred something or five hundred pounds. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So I got a, a little cheapy paddle, and I bought that kayak, and I still had my, um, I was using like one of the old school life jackets that you wore when you were boating it was with orange. Grandpa or Uncle Steve, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, you know. It was just one of those things, but that's how I found my first old town because I was like, it was like 700 bucks and then it was on sale for Christmas. And then I think I had some Dix rewards cards, money and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I managed to whittle it down to like just over $500. And I was like, Oh, this is, you know, this, this will be perfect. And that kayak lasted me. I probably kept it for at least a couple of years. And then I was like, man, this thing is awesome. And then, you know, and like I said, I just, like I said, I bought this at Dick's. I didn't know really anything about old town itself. Right. And then, you know, I started studying about it and learning. And then, funny enough, um, I I I was like, well, I want to kind of upgrade and 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 do some other things, you know, because paddling was tearing up my bad shoulders and this and that. <laughs> and then it's I was like, they make, they make kayak kayaks with pedal drives? What? And I was like, I love pedal drives because I couldn't do the Hobie because of my bad knee. I couldn't do the back and forth kind of thing. But with Old Town, it's like a bike, you know, riding a bike. And I was like, right. oh, I can ride a bike, you know that action doesn't hurt my, my knee as much. So man, once I got the, the top water one Oh six with the pedal drive, mm-hmm. Oh, it was on, I was all over everywhere, <laughs> you know, because you know how it is when you're paddling, you're first starting out, you know, you got to deal with the wind and you know, everything else. But, and so I kept that thing for another couple of years before my brother, who still one to one of the old school kayaks was like, bro, why don't you sell me that one? Cause he knew I was one to kind of upg- upgrade and get into a kayak uh-huh. <laughs> And, uh, before before I got into the to the what I'm in now, I had tried a different brand because I had some local guys that work for another company and they were kind of wanting me to, you know, do some stuff with them. And so I got this other kayak and it turned out not to work out. It wouldn't support my weight with the stuff that I wanted to do. Okay. And then I ended up in the old town one twenty autopilot, which is my dream boat and one I've always wanted to do. Um you know, it's one that I've always wanted to do.
0: Man, so you are now. So you got the idle pilot. So you you're no longer you're no longer pedaling anymore.
1: No, no. Now I see Steve had a question about asking pedal kayak suitable for somebody that's five, seven, the pedals look so far. It looks that way. I'm five, seven, I'm five, seven and like 300 pounds. And that, that old town, top water one Oh six. And you know, they make a 120 as well. And they make a few different versions, but I mean, for somebody with a short bed truck and my size and weight and disabilities, I, I I preach about that top or that that Sportsman 106 pedal drive. They make a, a topwater version of it as well. It's just like different color choices right. and a little bit of configurations. But the the seat adjusts back and forth so you can really have no issues getting where you want it and the seats are really comfortable and the pedal drive is amazing.
0: Mm. All right. Well, I'm a I have a native slayer Propel 10 and just like your your story JT, uh, my dad was like, "Oh, I want to I want to get a kayak." I was like, "Wow. I could sell you mine." And then i can upgrade so now i'm here like I, I do videos i've done way more research than any human being should ever do <laughs> i mean it's a deep darker rabbit hole when you start oh, yeah. diving into and then you're like okay what brand do i want to hitch my wagon to you know I, you know chad loves bona fides i've had a lot of luck on my my native um you get like old town everybody i talked to kind of has their kayak but you're you're an old Town guy through and through yeah. right i mean you're, you're actually pro pro team right you're on their
1: I, I, yeah, um, I just announced and I've been, I've been invited and joined the old town pro staff. And, uh, I actually start with that in the, here in the upcoming season. So, yeah, that was really a, that was really a surprise and a blessing all at one. Cause I'm th- sitting here thinking, Oh, they probably only care about these big tournament guys and this and that, but you know, th- they apparently value the opinions of all kinds of different people. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of their pros as it is, but, uh, it's a product that I believe in. And and for me, you know, I've never, only one kayak I've ever been in was I scared to be in. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, but everybody's got to kind of find their thing. And, you know, there are probably six or seven brands that are just the top of the line. They make Mm -hmm. the great. And I tell everybody, I mean, I can tell you what I like, but find, find a dealer, find when they have a demo day and go out and put your booty in the kayak Mm -hmm. and find out really what works for you. And that's the only way you can do it. Because if you don't, You're going to end up buying something. You may not like it. Then you're going to sell it for a loss and you're going to keep playing this game until you find out what works for you. And I tell everybody, you know, I will evangelize for, for old town from here to there, because that's what supports me. That's what I, you know, it works for me. And I love, you know, love everything about the way they, they operate. And, uh, but everybody's got to find their own too, but find a buddy who's got a kayak and go out with them. And, 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 you know, I tell anybody I'll put your, I'll put you in a kayak and see what you think. And then you go from there and find what suits you.
0: Yeah. Now, you said it was, it was right for you. you know, yep. Talk a little bit about it. What, what, why is that the perfect kayak for you? And tell me a little bit about the partnership you have with Old Town. I'm kind of curious. I'm always curious on how these partnerships look like. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, again, and-
1: I'm brand new to the staff. So, for me, it's going to be about, you know, I'll, I'll be able to get some – some. it's it's under the umbrella of Johnson Outdoors. So, that's Old Town, Mincota, Hummingbird, Humminbird, um, and, and, and Jet Boyle, and some other blanket stuff like that. So, I'll get some discounts with them as, as part of being for that. And then, you know, in return, I will spend my time, you know, if there's a boat show or if there are events where Old Town, you know, needs to be represented there, I'll go and share my experiences, you know, with what I like about them, the, the layout, the configuration. Um, it's funny, the seats, you know, I, I was never, I never knew I had, I, I never knew that I had a need for a kayak cushion um, until I met the guy who makes the kayak cushions, but I have always been completely comfortable in the old town kayaks. And I've been in others where the seat was just like, it's like sitting on a metal wooden chair, you know, or a church pew with no cushion for too long, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it just wasn't really that comfortable. But for me, the, the old town never hurt my back, never hurt my knees um, and things like that. And so um, for me, it's a lot of the layout, the thinking that they do into it. But again, with, it seems like most of the really good top of the line, you know, kayak brands that we hear about now, they're really focused on putting on all those goodies that everybody wants, needs, you know, and, and what I love about that is that drives competition. That makes every company work just that much harder to give us a better product, whatever product it is that we choose, you know, along the way. But for me, the one thing that's very unique about the Old Town is having the autopilot, the the the, the trolling motor right there built into the kayak. Yeah. And that's, Coda, that's really makes sick. sense.
0: So it's got spot lock. So lay it on us. How it all works, how it's controlled for those of us who haven't had a chance to get lay eyes on one yet.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I'll start with, you know, I learned like everybody else in a paddle kayak. You learn about how you use an anchor trolley to kind of anchor yourself and use the wind. And then when I went to the pedal drive, I was basically my own spot lock, you know, using the pedals, either pedaling backwards or pedaling forward. Because one of the things I love about the pedal drives is the instant reverse. Uh-huh. So you set the hook into a fish and you got an edge of pads you can start backpedaling and working that fish away from all that cover immediately. I don't have that with spot lock now, you know, I got to learn how to deal with that differently, mm-hmm. but with the autopilot, you know, you're basically always facing and casting into the wind. So, I mean, that's just the kind of the way the spot lock works. Cause it's not like a boat where it's heavy enough to kind of sit in an area, and keep pointing where you want it, but it, it is really slick that I want to be here. My brush piles over here, mm-hmm. you know, the wind's blowing this way. And, you know, so the spot lock will keep me pointed where I want to go. Now, the cool thing is once you get used to using the remote, and again, I've only had it for a few months, so I've kind of had to have a crash course, but I actually learned it pretty quick. There's a navigation puck you can put on it there that pairs up with that Minn Kota, And the cool thing about it is once I'm spot-locked, yeah. then with the remote and that puck, then it knows where I'm at and I can hit like my right arrow once and it'll move me over five feet. I can hit it up and it'll move me up five feet. If I'm too close to the Come profile, on. I can tap it back twice and it'll back me off 10 feet. It'll let me drift. It's really cool. Another yeah, it is. Of it, the one that I really used at Kentucky Lake during the national championship, we had 29 degree days and wind that was just insane. So I would, I would, I would, I could point my kayak at a point and say, that's where I want to go. Cause I know the brush pile that I want to fish is right around the corner. So once I get pointed at that direction, I can hit the navigation button and it would keep the kayak on course, making those subtle adjustments across the lake. And I didn't have to do anything. So I could be Instagramming or, you know, tying, <laughs> fishing, you know re- just re- tying, stuff like that while we right. crossing the water.
0: Right. You don't have to pay attention. You know, you, even when you have a pedal drive, which I have, I I, I skipped going yeah. from, I, I never actually paddled a kayak fishing before. I thought about it. I'm like, this, there's not a chance that I want to be paddling when I could be fishing. So I went straight to, I got it on yeah. Facebook Marketplace, Native Slayer Propel 10 Propel Drive, which I'm a big fan of. Um getting ready to rip that thing apart here. So you're going to see some videos coming soon about how to service those bad boys. But the problem is even, even if I'm trolling from one place to the next, I can't look at my phone for five seconds or I'm off 10 degrees. Oh, yeah. um, and so I, I, you're talking me into. I had another guy um, earlier today, talk about his autopilot and how he was just raving about it. So, all right. That, I mean, that is one of the most amazing
1: features of it. Cause you know, if, even with the pedal drive, you have to make those constant, you know, changes with your hand. And if you're trying to do that while you're going along the bank and you're taking your hand off and have to make those adjustments, you know, me, I can point and say, I'm gonna fish this whole bank. And I can eyeball down and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna point the boat where I want it and hit the navigation button. And then I found out while I was actually goofing around on the final day of the national championship, because once I qualified, made the hundred, that was all I cared about. That was my Super Bowl win. That's all I cared about. i let the pro, I'll stay out of the pros ways. But on the last day, when the pro that had been in my area, Old Town Pro, by the way, Casey Reed, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the area. I was like, well, I'm going to go fish the bank where I caught this you know, 17-inch at the other day. And I learned with the wind, I could actually use the navigation piece and point it at it. But then there's a cruise control feature. So I could set it to go and pick the speed that I want to be at. And then it doesn't matter what the wind is doing. The, 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 the motor will speed up or slow down to keep me at that same speed along this whole bank. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. Because you also have the foot pedals. You can make micro adjustments if you need to, but it was cool because I'm like, I'm fishing this whole bank throwing a crankbait and I'm not touching anything. I was like, it was probably like a 500 yard stretch. And I fished this whole bank with a crankbait, never touched the
0: remote, never touched anything. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. So you got to do new micro adjustments and override the system with foot pedals. Yep. All right. And then sometimes
1: I don't even use a navigation piece. I'll just set it at a speed or the cruise control and then I will steer with my feet. And one of the other really slick thing is if you take your remote at the same time as you say, I want to go. I want to do a a, a one eighty spin. Okay. I'm at the I'm at the end, and I want to turn right back around. I can literally push my left rudder forward all the way, turn my trolling motor to the left, and it will literally just in place. So I could sit there and spin in a three sixty in the same spot <laughs> if I want to. It, it was nuts. I mean, I, I learned so much by getting that. But I was like a kid at Christmas all year, all summer long. It was
0: crazy. So when you were thinking of upgrading your kayak. I love that we're taking a deep dive on kayak fishing, obsessed because sometimes we just talk about fishing. But I love diving into and being that I'm in the market. I believe it, if you're a kayak fishing, you're kind of always in the market because you're always looking. I just find myself on Facebook Marketplace like, hmm, who's trying yeah. to get rid of their kayak that they never use? Um, what, what are, what was, what were you? Was there another kayak you were like, hmm, this one or this one, and you chose? Or you? Well, and- the one that I ended up with previously is because I
1: thought I was going to end up being partnered with another company um and it just turned out it was a brand new kayak it was all aw- it, it's an awesome kayak it's the jackson r well, I saw the but video. i wasn't gonna but say they, but yeah i mean but i mean I'm, I'm not gonna trash it they just they didn't test it well enough and they what, what a lot of us thought when they were building this thing was it was going to be the big rig which is one of their which is their big dog kayak that supports big guys right and a lot of people were expecting that's the kayak that was going to come out with all these cool new features and it wasn't it was kind of like somewhere in between so For me, it just wasn't a good fit because of my weight. If I weighed 200 pounds and wanted to put a trolling motor on it with a battery and all the goodies would have been fine. But I was over the capacity. So it just didn't work out. But I really at the time and I still, you know, when people ask this, I love the thought of having a pedal drive and a motor. And if you, you know, like Greg Blanchard, we watch his videos. We watch Russ Snyder's, you know, you see the guys with the Torquitos and the Newtons Mm -hmm. or the Newports and all that. It's cool because they'll motor to where they want to be, but then they can quietly pedal around. You have those advantages like being able to back pedal and you know maneuver like that, and save your legs for you know when you're actually fishing versus you know covering water. Yeah, but but for me, it's like you know once I knew I wanted to go back to old town, the Spotlight was going to be the thing. So <laughs>
0: it's kind of taken over. It's kind of taken a front row seat. To I mean, as far as value is concerned, what's the price tag? 45 46?
1: I think I think mine was forty two when I got it. And okay. the place I got it at at the time, they have a, a 10% military discount. So yeah. moving waters outfitters was hooking me up with a, with a little discount too. So, you know, save me some money, Put probably put me in the 38 or 39 range where the money really you get spend when you're doing stuff like that is in the lithium batteries. Hmm. Because I, being a, like I said, being a disabled veteran, a bigger guy with, you know, somewhat limited mobility. Sure. I can paddle, but do I want to get four miles out and then have to fight those winds all the way back? You know, I put myself in jeopardy and got to be careful when I'm doing that. Yeah. So I have, um, I have a hundred amp battery that runs the trolling motor, but then I also have a Dakota lithium 54, which runs all of my electronics, my GoPros and things like that, but also serves as a backup battery for my trolling motor if I need to, because there's no way with, with electronics and GoPro, you're not going to run that much stuff off. But I wanted to, for me, it's kind of like a spare battery, a a confidence kind of thing. If I happen to get too far out, run out of juice because I've been fighting the wind all day and didn't realize it.
0: That will at least get me back to the boat ramp. Yeah. So you run full Dakotas on your on your kayak. Have you used any type of other battery with success?
1: Mm, no. You know, honestly, it's like once I knew that Dakota lithium was kind of like the the thing, then I'm like, look, I've already invested this X amount of money in the kayak. <laughs> you know, and they and they have you know a, a, an 11 year warranty, and you know, I mean, I'm just, it, it, I I kind of do it like you know what what does everybody else compare whatever to. You know in firearms it's a glock if it's a uh, you know if it's shotguns it's either remington or mossberg you know what's the thing that everybody compares everything to and in this case you know it's dakota lithium and then everybody else talks about how they compare it to the dakota so i was like that's who i'm going to use right and the fact that they support kite bass fishing the organization Yeah. you know i i like to support those who support the organizations that, that i like to be a part of
0: yeah you know what i'm speaking of kbf and talking about we talked about tournaments a little bit uh ago uh, i want to hear a little bit about I, i'm not a tournament fisherman i am a member of kbf um i think what chad's doing is incredible i actually have him on the show here in january so yeah. bringing the heat fellas also got some creek fishing adventures coming up in a couple of weeks burley fishing next week uh i know <laughs> i know you got like live show after live show after live show the next couple of days uh, tell everyone where you're going to be at and i got a question for you
1: so I'm here with you tonight and tomorrow night I'm with Burley, Burley fishing podcast because I was with them last year when they did a fundraiser, um, live stream for the uh, autism anglers. And tomorrow night we're supporting a, um, a cancer, uh, awareness kind of thing. Um, and cancer strikes home in the heart of a lot of us. You know, it's affected my family, my wife, my father have had those battles and survived my mother lost her battle with cancer. So I'm all about, you know, promoting cancer research and raising money for that too. Um, and then Thursday I'll be on monster bass live with Rick, talking about monster bass stuff.
0: Nice. Cause you're, you're one of their guys too, right? Um, I,
1: I am, but I'm not, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because people, people assume that I'm like part of their pro staff or something like that, but I'm, I'm really not. Um, I, I got with their guy Rafi a couple years ago and he's like, Hey, if we send you a box, would you mind reviewing it and give us your honest feedback? Yeah. And so not being affiliated, affiliated with them or, you know, making money off of whatever, that allowed me to really, truly give my honest feedback to him. And Rick is, is a good enough businessman that, you know, he took it on the chin in a lot of cases. And, uh, when I didn't like something, I was, I was, (laughs) I was brutally honest with it, but I like what he's doing. I like the, the, the path that he's taken, um, their, their theme boxes this year. Um, and I've never been a big subscription box guy, but I really understand for those who are just getting started, or you want to buy a box as a gift for somebody who wants to get into it. You know, I can take a box of their stuff with their booklet and and go and catch fish and I can take somebody else who's new and teach them, you know, the the pamphlet was, you know, was awesome, stuff like that. But yeah. So now that being said, there probably will be some opportunities where I work with Monster Bass and do some videos for them on their channel this coming year.
0: Nice. Well, congrats. Well, here we got some questions lining up over here. I want to get to them. one came in earlier. Like we're talking six minutes into the show from person. Persons, he said, if you ever had to do a kind of a do or die situation, I should probably put this question up so you can hear it, see it as well. And you can only catch your fish with three lures laid on us. You can fish the rest oh, of your easy. life with three lures. You ready for the fastest answer ever? Jackhammer, <laughs> jig, and drop shot. Right on. All right, jackhammer. So you're a jackhammer fan.
1: Oh, Yeah yeah I, I will throw i will throw well i'm a mix you know because i started out with chatterbait like everybody else uh-huh. um, and i understand the, the quality of a jackhammer um but i mean i'm a fan of the big blade that they came out with late last year because that is like throwing a spinnerbait with a colorado blade in cold water right this spring in april when the water was still cold and the, the leaves weren't even on the trees yet my brother and i went out and we were throwing the big blade and we were tearing up three or four pounders that was probably the most fun video that I made this year. I mean, we caught so many fish, we were wore out. And, you know, I had people tell me, oh, the big blade don't work. Yes, it does. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a cold water. That's what I kind of it a cold water. Think of a Colorado blade spinner bay, Slow but down. that just low thump just drove them insane. And then late in the fall, that mini max, I caught so many fish on that thing. It is insane. So yeah, I love me some jackhammer. And then a jig has been a staple of my slower, deeper, um, pitching around wood, skipping under docks, you know, just and then the drop shot is like for everything else, you know. It's just if you have all that those lakes with the gook around the edges of it that you can't get anything in without gumming up your baits. Right. You know, you can just set how you know, get it off the off the bottom a couple inches and throw a drop shot pretty much anywhere. There's a lot of people left throwing a dead rig. I'm a drop shot guy.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, here's the question I cannot figure out. I mean, drop shot. Yes. Chatterbaits. Yes. And catch them on them. Uh, senko has got a dialed in jig fishing in Ohio. I can't, I, I just can't do it. I mean, I try, I mean, I'm doing yeah. everything the videos are saying, doing the research, putting in the time. I, I don't, maybe it's just an Indiana thing. I know it's not, but, uh, so what walk me through jig fishing? Cause you have success okay. with it. I saw you guys saw some videos, jigs for pigs, baby. So yeah. laid on us.
1: So, I mean, realistically it's, some a lot of times you got to play with your water because here in indiana we have it seems like we have every kind of fishing there is you have super clear creeks we have strip pits that have been mined out and refilled back in Mm -hmm. that are like crystal clear Mm -hmm. um and then we have you know smaller lakes that get nice and you know the the water so brown it looks like your wife's you know starbucks concoction um and really it's just a lot it's i guess it's a lot of, of time and experience when that When that water is super, you know, chocolate milk looking, I love a black and blue jig. And I'll just, I'll throw them around any kind of stump, tree, lay down, dock, something that a fish could relate to. Um, And other times I'll have, I'll have areas where the water's somewhat clear, but, but stained enough so you can't really see the bottom. So like around grass and things like that, I'll take a more natural color, like a green pumpkin. I love this year was the, uh, the Strike King um, structure jig, like a, um, a green pumpkin kind of color. And then the baby D bomb in the burly color, which was green pumpkin kind of on one side and kind of almost chartreusey on the other side. Right. And for whatever reason, that combination around the edges of grass would, would draw them out and they would just tear them up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got several different types of jigs. If I'm going to be around boat docks, I'll switch the head out to more of an Arky style okay. and, uh, put like a wider creature bait on it. Like one of my favorite one was the Guggen, um, the, the Guggen, uh, jig with a, um, bandito bug yeah and i mean i could skip that thing a, a country mile it seems like and so that was that was always a good one i mean I, I could throw it in between in between you know flooded timber um i caught you know the biggest fish i caught a couple of years ago was was pushing six um on another you know like it was like an easter weekend where i was skipping a jig through uh you know through a bunch of flooded you know brush and stuff and just it was black and blue and just you know hauling hmm. them out uh, you make your own jigs i saw that or you did. Used to make I, your own jigs. It's something it's, it's so back. So this, this, this last fall, I also partnered with do it molds. And I was like, I want to make my own jigs because you know, I've always been, you know, how you know when you're flipping through Instagram or TikTok, and there's like somebody doing something and you're just mesmerized me watching people f- tie flies. That's me. I don't fly fish. I have friends that fly fish. I don't know anything about fly fishing, <laughs> but I will sit there and just, Oh yeah, and watching people tie flies. It is mesmerizing to me. So I actually found some YouTube videos on how a guy was tying on his jig skirts versus just using wire. And then after watching some videos like Debo and uh, that guy Skimpy and uh, um, uh, what's the guy's name up in, up north that fishes the Smalley for do it. But after watching them kind of make and build their own baits, I was like, you know what? I want to try that. And so I put in an order and then it, it's funny because I ended up messaging back and forth I was like, I saw Debo's video. I want to get some of this stuff and I want to try making my own stuff. And then I guess they started going back and looking at my channel and everything. It's like, why don't we just add you to the team this year and you can kind of learn. And as you go, share your experience. Yeah. And so I was kind of really heavy into that at the beginning of the year, but it's like once fishing season started, I didn't have time to to sit there and mess with all that. But that's one thing I'm really going to spend a lot more time this fall because I love coming up with my own, you know, kind of colors or, you know, I'll find skirts from like dirty jigs or, or, you know, so that I don't have to try to figure out how to piece it all together while I'm still learning. And, you know, watching the guys that are on Jig Squad, how they how they make their own jigs and how they come up, come up with the patterns. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really understand what it is you guys are doing, but I, I'm fascinated with learning about it. But, you know, so I'm going to do some more tackle crafting and learning this year. Jeff Little um, from the Little Stuff channel, he he makes his own stuff too. And it's just like, you know what? I want to be able to kind of customize and, and build based on where I'm fishing at. And be able to, you know, kind of being able to do that. So I'm going to do a lot more bait making videos this, this fall and winter, you know, until we get to springtime, because it seems like by the time I really got
0: heavy into it last year, it's like, oh, it's time to go fishing and never look back. Nope. (laughs) Nope. So let us know, give us a little, uh, give us a little peek into the future here, JT. We're looking at, um, 2023. What's it look like for you, for your channel? What should we expect? How's it different from this past year? any mistakes you made this past year like oh man i wish I could go back in time and change that with my channel um just let it what should we expect so
1: i mean and a lot of people who who maybe have been following me for a while they know that i kind of got into being a youtuber versus just you know i'm randomly randomly going to post some video clips of me fishing like I did eight years ago um when when the rona hit i was up visiting a friend And, you know, they had everybody locked down, nobody can go do anything. But the only thing that people could really do was try to do more stuff outside and stay away from people. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend in Indy who um, she had gone fishing with her dad, grandpa, when she was little. And she's got a little boy now. She's a single mom. And she remembered how much she loved fishing with her dad. But she just, you know, she went fishing. She didn't know much about it. And, you know, she had her son's like six or seven. And she's like, I want to take him fishing. I just don't know the knots or what to kind of get or what to do. So that's kind of where I started with a Zepco 33 combo from Walmart a bobber, a line, a hook, a pack of worms. And that's, that's how it all started. Yeah. So I got into a lot of just basically sharing what I learned from my grandpa and uncles over the years and, you know, putting it in a video and the channel just started growing. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And then, you know, we started going out and doing more and what really changed for me. And there was a couple of things that kind of happened is when Rona hit, they shut down the base that I work on. So I had to go back out and fish water that I hadn't fished in probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, Gramps was on the honey hole. You know, he didn't have to go anywhere else because he <laughs> had all his eight pounders, you know. And so when they shut that down, what they were trying to do is keep people off of base. Um, we were teleworking a lot, but they they were trying to minimize the interactions at the gates and the things like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knew what was going on back then. And so if I wanted to go fish, oh, man, I'm back out here with in the public with everybody else. I got to go. I got to go figure this out. So we did more kind of like just, you know, videos based on relearning public waters and how to catch fish in different places, me trying to demonstrate kind of the techniques that I've been covered, you know, in my, in my, you know, basic how-to videos. And they're the same videos that, you know, everybody before me has done, but for whatever reason, my friends and family and, and followers, you know, wanted and liked, you know, the way I was doing it, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of grew from there. And then it was out when I was on one of these, these lakes one day and I came back in. And there was like 20 different dudes with kayaks at the boat ramp. And I'm like, what's, what's going on here? It's like, oh, we're just finishing up a bass tournament. I'm like, wait a minute. People kayak bass fish in (laughs) tournaments. What? (laughs) And so I got introduced to one of the local, it's called Grubby here, grassroots bass hacking. And they're a a, a club under KBF. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And, you know, so I kind of had seen that, but where I really first caught into the whole catch photo release kind of thing was my brother. He, when he was in, um, the VA domiciliary, you know, he was getting some help from the VA and heroes on the water was a group that would, would come in and take the veterans out and just take them fishing and kayak fishing and kind of just to get them away and get their minds off of things. And so my brother was telling me about this. I was like, bro, that's the coolest thing ever. And then I learned that they would put on a charity event to raise money to support these endeavors. And so I didn't know anything about these month long charity, whatever, didn't know about measuring fish. So of mm-hmm. course I get on the internets and then I find Chad Hoover and you know i'm like okay you know you go out i got 30 days i gotta lay the fish on and i just learned you know Mm -hmm. and from there i i fell in love with with you know those kind of not being super serious kind of tournaments you got a 30 day go out find what you can find i'm not really trying to win well i ended up winning the first one and then i went and ended up winning the one the next year and i was like oh i guess i don't i guess i don't suck i can still (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> my brother and I you fished gas tournaments, you know, 20-some-odd years ago before we had wives and kids and all this other right, stuff. Right, right. But, you know, it was just – we had fallen out of love with it back then because that – yeah, it's just a whole different kind of thing. Well, go, but go into with it. i it was more leisure and more fun, and I just fell in love
0: with it. You know, I, I, I don't do tournament fishing, and I've been thinking about it recently, and the reason I don't do it, I'm thinking, okay, I'm telling everybody I don't do it because i got a small family, right? And I am thinking about the time, and I think that's yeah. legit. Also, there's some money involved, um, not a whole lot. And then the third thing, and I think it's the thing I'm having a hard time, so I'm actually talking about a lot, so I'm glad I could talk to you about it because you made the jump, is I'm afraid it'll ruin fishing for me. Yeah.
1: That's one of, and that's why I don't really do like the serious one day, everybody's in it to win, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. For me, my favorite ones are like the 30-day events because you're getting a little competition. And you'll see John from Creek Fishing Adventures, you know, when when he's out just filming his content, if he catches one, that's why he's laying it on his board uh. because he's in some monthly for him. It's just a fun way to kind of, you know, those of us the played sports in high school, went a little bit of a competitive or even with your like me, and my my buddy, Matt and my brother, Jeremy. It's it's all over. We're talking smack all the time, but it's it's more it's more it's it's more relaxed um, and it's more fun. But for me, it's a, a good way to meet other kayak anglers. So here's one of the things I love about the club that I'm in. They pick a, you, you pick a series. So, okay, there's a lake near me and they have five tournaments on it in a year. You pick the day that you want to fish Thursday through Monday and you fish whichever day works for your schedule. And then what you get that day is your score for that tournament. And why that's so awesome. If you're a firefighter, police officer, ambulance driver, work, third shift, mm. work in a factory, you're going to have a day off during one of those five days. and, catch photo release, upload your photo. And then the guy at the end after Monday, when the sun goes down, whoever did the best, you know, whatever day they picked and, you know, it worked out that way, but it lets you have some fun that way. So you, if you can get a little tournament action, if you want, but my favorites are really the charity events and the, like the KBF state challenge series, state challenges because they last for 30 days. I'm never going to win one of those here in Indiana. Cause we got guys that have their holes, you know, but if I'm competing against my brother, my buddy Matt for a little smack talking, Right. We're supporting KBF and what they do, and, you know, we're not going to win any money, but we enjoy doing it. But it also can let us qualify to go to the national championship where you're doing like, you know, we're doing like the guy, the scene out of Caddyshick, here he is, guy out of nowhere. <laughs> final, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. And for us, just making the top 100, you know, you're it's like I made the top 100 basically in the nation, and to me that was a huge win. So yeah, you can get a little bit of it, but you don't have to go in it whole hog because I'm I'm not about that life again either.
0: All right. So we have Steven M said, Hey, that's why I don't fish tournaments. I think that came in after yep. I, I gave my three, three things, RGM. Hey, monthly challenges is fun. Come on, Wendell. Uh, he said, it doesn't ruin fishing makes you want to go more pushing me to go. You know what? I think yep. it's that, I think the monthly challenge would be great. because it's not something extra I need to do it's something I'm doing already. Um, yep. I just got to start measuring it and getting used to that. And so, Hey, being that I'm a KBF member through next year, you know what, you might see me. Anybody out there in Ohio, let me know if you're from Ohio in the comments because I, um, I know there's people from all over the place who we were sharing that a little bit earlier. Um, but if you haven't done so, please help me. i hit that like button, get some replay value out of this. But I think I'm in. I think you might have talked me into it.
1: And even if you don't want to go that route starting out, they what we did this year was that we also had the Catch-22 Challenge, and they actually had a Catch-5 Challenge. So that's the that's going to be the other side. You're going to see me and Chad talking a lot about this coming year because I'm really wanting to help him – Promote it and push it. So KBF is going to stand for two things: kayak bass fishing, and that's all your your state challenge series, your pros, your pro trails, your clubs, the serious stuff, right? And then he's going to have the side what he calls the knucklehead bass fishing side, <laughs> and that's for the folks who want to go into the fish ops, the challenges. And so, like last year, for example, they had a, a catch five series, and then they had a catch twenty two series. Now, both of these under the fish ops flag. Whatever the entry fee is, that money was taken and donated to some veterans advocacy thing. Nice. So, for example, the Catch Twenty Two money that went to Mission Twenty Two. And so, what Catch Twenty Two was, it was a year-long challenge to catch twenty-two fish. Now, it could be this year they did like a freshwater, you know, mixed whatever, and then they had like a bass specific. But, um, like me, and my brother, and my buddy Matt, we used it as like uh, we used it as like a contest all year long. So, after we caught her twenty-two fish, then it was all about upgrading. Mm -hmm. And like my brother caught over with his 22 fish, he had like 400 inches of bass. But again, it was, he's, he's given away prizes for it. Like at some point in time, I think he's going to draw for a kayak and a bunch of other prizes, you know, from KBF. Mm -hmm. And then in the catch five series, it was like, they had a thing where you had to catch five dinks. So five fish, like 12 (laughs) inches and under, they had an over, they had an over 18 and then they had an under 18, but it's just one of those ways where you're, you're kind of doing these challenges and, Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not serious because really you're making a donation, but you're also fishing for a chance at getting, you know, different prizes and things like that. So this year, like one of the, the, for the catch five, if you completed the challenge and it was any one of the monthly. So I think I competed in one catch five fish under 18 inches. Well, one of the things I won was a sticker and a few other things, but I won this really cool, get it in focus here. Challenge coin. Oh, there we go. I see it. So we got that. And then, you know, there's the five point star on the other side. And then for the Catch 22, you see, I got a dog tag right here. That was for completing that challenge. And I think with this one, I actually got a Fish Ops t shirt to go with it. So that's the cool thing about being a KBF member. If you don't want to do the serious stuff, you can do the fun stuff too. And he's really going to be pushing that a lot this year. So Mm. you'll be hearing a lot more announcements about those kind of things because. You know, like he said, he's he spent so much time with the pro side, he forgot the fun side. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be a lot of the fun side stuff coming this year too. So there'll be more. There'll be more on that coming out.
0: That's that's where I'm at. I don't I don't think I ever make it to the hardcore um, tournament side. Um, I just yeah. it's not my I mean, I out. don't blame
1: it, it. For a lot of people, it just takes the fun out of it. Yeah. But if you can do a little challenge things where you can have a chance at winning some prizes, and you know, being a little competition with your buddies, that's always a good time.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little more about fish outs for those who are us or who are unfamiliar.
1: So fish ops, I I started out last year and, uh, what it stands for is, you know, the fish and then the OPS is operation prevent suicide, mm-hmm. but it also stands for operation peer support in me and Chad's case, where we're doing a little weight loss challenge going on right now to kind of, to kind of boost us into a, a project that he and I are going to have next year operation physical strength, because being bo- strong in the body also helps you with, you know, being stronger in the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know a lot of veterans are having a lot of issues and for Chad and I, it's, you know, sometimes dealing with the weight that goes along with, you know, a lot of that too. So we're going to push each other to help get ourselves back in, you know, better shape because we want to get out and have more adventures and have more fun. And, you know, for him having a TV show and a lot of the other things, it'll help him, you know, do what he needs to be able to do. And then for me, just being in overall
0: better, better health, definitely there's a benefit to that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, really quick. I usually do this about halfway through. We just, we were cooking with the gas. So I got a little lightning round for you. I got five questions, one word answers. You ready for this? Yep. All right, here we go. Favorite fishing kayak accessory? Not your spot lock. We already talked about that.
1: Um, I'm going to say, I'll say right now the black pack. Oh, the new right black on. pack is amazing.
0: Nice. Uh, easiest sponsor to work with?
1: Um, American Legacy Fishing Company.
0: Right on. Favorite rod reel combo? Oh,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have? I'm going to say, and see, I haven't even done the video on this yet, but I'm going to say my Daiwa Zillion and it's the only Daiwa that I have my new Daiwa Zillion SVTW, whatever it is, six, three gear ratio on my G Loomis IMX pro bladed jig rod. Because so far that has been like the dream combo for throwing any kind of chatterbait. All
0: right. All right. Hey, if you got a question for the, for the, for the round, i got two more questions and I'll take uh, those who are listening in. Number four, favorite fishing YouTube channel. So many. (laughs) There's there's so many. They pop up every day. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm scrolling through and like, oh, I didn't even know this guy existed. I'm gonna put him on my list and invite him on the show and see what happens. Man, there's so many. Yeah,
1: because there's so many different kinds of fishing
0: YouTube channels. Um Greg Blanchard. All right, right on. All right, number five, favorite YouTube channel, non-fishing. Um man.
1: Can't even think of who. It seems like I'm either watching something fishing or something how to YouTube related. I haven't. <laughs> um, you I used watch to do Whistle some of these firearms channels, but they've all disappeared.
0: But I mean, man, who do I? Who you ever do you watch Whistling tell- Diesel at all? What's that? Whistling Diesel. You ever watch that one? Nope, have not. Oh my goodness, look them up. Oh, here we got a question from Chris. Uh, you can think on that in in a second if it happens to come to you. Favorite number of rods in the yak when not competing? Um, three. Three, okay. Yep. I run. I run. Jig
1: straight,
0: so. Jig <laughs> drop, drop shot. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, all I need. That's it. It's really all I need. I yeah. mean, do you have do you have like in your mind like okay, this year I'm going to try to dial in this one, this one, this one, this one that may be new to you and maybe a little less. You know, you're a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to try to get better at the Ned.
1: I'm going to make some Ned heads this winter. And I, I've seen too many people catch too many good fish throwing a Ned. Especially a little bit more offshore in rocks and things like that, um, and too many big fish caught. So um, yeah, that's probably the favorite YouTube channel. Not fishing is probably Million Dollar Bogan, who is a guy who does adventure motorcycle riding on his Harley Davidson. Because I'm also a Harley <laughs> Davidson. <owner.
0: laughs> so that's my that's my favorite uh, non-fishing YouTube channel. All right, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, we don't talk about it, but Ned. Ned, you make your own Ned. I'm a huge Ned Rig fisherman. Um, it yeah. just works in all the places. I fish a lot of strip mines um, here in Ohio, and it slays. And I picked up some five twos, five pounders, four pounders on the Ned. Everyone thinks the Ned catches just dinks, and that's it. Not true, folks. Not true. Uh, I literally had someone comment on my on one of my Ned rig uh, videos, and like, and the wacky rig, um, which also just slays for me, big fish too, and not just dinks. Yeah. are like, oh, that that that's a that's a stupid stupidest lure I've ever heard in my life. I mean, then he they, they went on to say, and this is like almost verbatim. Um, it requires no skill and catches everything. And I was like, that sounds like the perfect lore. Why isn't everybody yeah. using this thing? Like you're not making fun of me. It's just you're proving my point. So I don't
1: yeah. know. Yeah, because um, for me a wacky rig is another one of those that if if you cannot get a fish to bite, you know, and I will throw I will throw it on a baitcaster, um, either weightless, you know, Texas rigged or any kind of stick bait like that. If you can't get a fish to bite anything, the wacky rig seems to be for me, I mean, that's just, yeah. And then I, I saw somebody call it out about the frog. <laughs>
0: Gramps wants to catch a frogfish. What? It must be inside. What's going on? So this has been going on for two years now. So two <laughs> years ago,
1: Rick from Monster Bass put out a box. And in said box was a frog. And let me get it off my bass mystery back Yeah, here. go grab it. I got to read some of these comments over here. <laughs> Okay. The one on the tree doesn't want to come off. So I'll, I'll take my backup off of the wall. Still the package. <laughs> so this one, this one came in a box and the one that's on the tree, like one hook is over here. And you know, it was just like, I'm like, bro, how, why would you put this in a box that you want people to, to make money from? And I, I gave it to them. Now, as we all know, really, they're not going to, the fish aren't going to see what's on top. Right. You know, it's got a white, white, white belly, you know, on the bottom. So, so, but the thing is, I was like, after I'd gone through all this stuff on, on Monster Bass Live, you know, Chew and Rick up and down about this garbage frog because the hooks are going the wrong way. And I was like, who the heck is going to catch a fish on this? He actually made a, a thing in live that said, um, if anybody catches a frog on this, I'll give you a prize. You know, I'll catch a fish on this frog. The first one to send him a confirmed video. And one of my, one of my fishing fam actually did it, Sly Fox fishing. Okay. And so he went a fishing rod. But the, the point that jumped out of all of this was I was like, you know, come to think of it. I was like, I don't think I've ever caught a bass on a hollow body frog. I've used like the rubber toads. Mm -hmm. I've used buzz toads, you know, but whenever I'm fishing around that kind of stuff, I'm always throwing a buzz bait. You know, I know a lot of people love frog fishing. I think it looks cool. But, uh, I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever caught a frog on. So we had this challenge and I swear I have been through 20 different frogs of every brand that you can think of. I have not thrown this yet and I'm not going to, (laughs) I've had people send me frogs, Spro this net Debo sent me. The, the the reaction innovations you know whatever i've got box of frogs that you wouldn't believe you know every kind i have had short strikes i've had four pounders jump out of the water <laughs> i literally celebrated i was on the phone with my brother i set the hook on this bass on a frog i'm like yes finally i've got this frog fish Boing. <laughs> to this day and so now they called me out in a live stream not long ago and I said, okay, you know what? If I have not caught a frogfish my, by my birthday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, it's 23, I will take this frog out of this package and tie it on and try to catch a frogfish. So it's been a running two-year joke. I've got clips of me missing frogs, of frogs missing my bait, <laughs> of me setting the hook and coming back with a frog full of grass. It's like there's no way that i not been – but my brother and my buddy Matt will throw frogs around me and catch frogfish. But, you know, it's just been a running, you know, whatever. So when I was down at Hoover's place a couple weekends ago for the veterans weekend, I was like, you know, you got to give me this crash course in frog fishing. So, you know, he was putting on this master class. He's like, you come back down here in spring. We're going to solve this problem. So we'll see how that goes.
0: (laughs) I want to get down there. uh...
1: Because I've always said, you know what? Knowing what's going to happen, I will probably break my PB on a damn frog.
0: Probably. Probably. (laughs) I love it. I need to get down there. We were talking recently and he's like, oh, you got to get I me mean, because you know, PB's up here in the North with the strain that we have. I mean, you get a six, seven, and you're talking about eight. That's like upper echelon.
1: Oh um, yeah. Good my PB in it. Indiana is six, eight, seven. And I caught that fish in 1999. Jeez. And I have not broke that since.
0: <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's just yeah. tough up here. And so he's like, okay, we gotta get down there where he lives. And he's like, Oh, give me a week. Give me a week. Oh Yeah. I was like, yeah, right. he, he's got to have
1: he's got a little retreat and just drag us all down there and be like, oh. his his little fishing pond is something else. I mean, you can you can kind of get some glimpses of it in the video that he did with Gene not too long ago, where their trailers were. Oh up,
0: yeah, I saw that. that. yeah, we got we got to go fish it. It was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, I mean, we got all get what we got over here. Uh, oh man, eight and a half. Awesome. Yep, my biggest was in Texas and it
1: was eight seven six.
0: Okay, is that all all time? That's my all time
1: yeah. PB. I was bank fishing at Lake Fork with that back when I was stationed, you know, stationed down in Texas.
0: Mm. Oh, I love it. Well, man, we are we're over time. Man, that went fast. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Did you get started. Yeah, I know, right? Uh well, I tried to keep it to an hour, but man, this was this was a ton of fun. JT, I look forward to hopefully having you on the show again. Once again, hit that like button if you haven't done that. Um, what was it? Steven says. The day grants Grant's post, my first frog fish. We're waiting. We're waiting yeah, for it. Yeah, we're waiting. Yeah. And <laughs> for some reason, I'm not sure if you, you haven't, but if you've never been over to Fishing with Gramps or you have and haven't hit that sub button, man, help your brother out. Go out there, hit the sub, see what he's got coming out. Uh, one of the last questions I got for you um, is, where's your show going? 2023. So
1: I'm going to get more into, like I was saying earlier, um, I'm going to get into more of, I'm going to start making the videos that I like to watch the, the Greg Blanchard, John B. I want to really share, whereas I've been teaching for the last, you know, so many years, I really want to start sharing what it is that makes us love kayak bass fishing. So I want to try to do, I want to try to do a good job of, like I was telling you before, I want to be the kayak version of John B, uh, Creek fishing adventures and, um, Richard Gene, the fishing machine. I want to show and not just talk about what it is. We love about kayak bass fishing. And I want to do a better job of, of doing that. So that's my real big goal. Um, I'm going to fish in tournaments, but I'm going to fish a lot of fun places and parks and streams and creeks. And that's really why I'm pushing to lose this weight. But I really, really want to capture the spirit that just, I want to show people what it is we love about this sport.
0: Yeah, man. I love it. Well, GT, thank you so much. You got some, got some kind words coming in. Great stream from Mark. Excellent, thanks guys. Hey, you know what? We just get on here and chat. We're, we're just thankful for everyone. Man, I I see a lot of names that I recognize because you guys have been um, watching the content, giving great feedback, and you know this makes us better. So keep that coming. Um, have a good night, fellas. Hoping to do some meetups. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're neighbors. Yep. JT, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, is that where you're at? Yep, yep. We're not we're not that far. So we you will see videos of us fishing together. We have to make have to make that yeah. happen. So everyone, I'll yeah, would- oh, go ahead.
1: No, as I say, you know, we we definitely need to get up some find a find a middle place and just go hit a, a lake, a pond, or whatever, and catch some fish. I
0: love it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for checking us out once again. Thank you, US River Maps, for making this all possible. And uh, see you guys next week. at have a burly fishing next Tuesday night, eight thirty p.m. EST. See you guys later. Bye.